Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A quick message from the producers of today's podcast, Mags Creative. Are you a podcaster looking to grow your audience? Have you found yourself curious about how you could make money from your podcast, but not sure on what route to take? It can be scary and lonely to be an independent podcaster, which is why we've just launched our brand new community called The Co-Host, aimed at independent, ambitious podcasters looking to level up. The community provides weekly workshops and runs monthly industry insights updates, all with the aim of fostering a community that spearheads growth by tapping into collective knowledge. This isn't just a space to share the latest industry trends. This is also a destination for members to offer learnings and grow with each other. You can find out more about The Co-Host by scheduling a call with the team by heading over to theco.host. That's the C-O dot H-O-S-T. Now, on with the show. Four seasons, over 30 incredible guests, hundreds of podcast recommendations. I'm your host, Laura Whitmore, and in this special series of Castaway, we'll bring you the best bits from our back catalogue, sharing those golden castaway moments and throwing in those bingeable podcast picks we're all hungry for along the way. Welcome to Castaway, the best bits. Hello, lovely listeners. Great that you've joined us for another Castaway Best Bits episode. Now, it's been said that laughter is the best kind of therapy. And in today's roundup, we'll be sharing recommendations from our celebrity guests on all things comedy. And boy, did we have some great recommendations over the last four seasons. From satirical style shows to overheard hilarious conversations with friends. We'll be going over some of the shows that had our guests chuckling. So, to kick us off, who better than my resident funny man, Ian Sterling, as we throw it back all the way to season one's very first episode. As well as being a bit funny himself, Ian recommended an amazing and no doubt gateway podcast for many, the Adam Buxton podcast. There's a really memorable moment where Louis Theroux, an old-time friend of Adam, sang on the podcast and it cracks me up every time. Warning, Ian does attempt to join in and it's not pretty. Although, he's rather good. Adam Buxton is just... uh, He's just the ultimate podcaster for me. Every element of his podcast just, like, oozes passion. He's opening jingles, really brilliant and, like, funny, and he's obviously spent lots of time on it. Then the preamble, before he gets into his rambly chat... He's walking his dog, and he obviously lo- loves his dog very dearly. And that thing we're talking about has this lovely—it's got this like lovely ASMR quality to it because he's outside, and if it's in the winter time, you can hear his feet crunching on the snow, and in the summer, you can hear like the wind going mm-hmm. through like the the leaves when he's in the because he lives in, in in the outskirts, and he loves his dog, and he gives his dog a funny little voice, and it's just there's not an element of that podcast that he hasn't clearly fought in great detail, and I really love that. It was started in 2015, mm-hmm. but I feel it, it's always 
Actually, a few people we've talked to have mentioned him. It's up there. I think it's one of, in Brit, British terms, mm-hmm. he's probably one of the big guns. It's one of those things, well, I really love Adam Buxton, so I'm glad I mentioned it. But there was also this sort of like podcast hipster in me that was like, I don't want to mention something that's as popular as he is, because it'll make me look like a... But also You're I, jumping on the bandwagon. But also, you have told everyone that I started listening to podcasts in 2005, so I'm pretty, I think I've ticked the hipster You're box. basically like my father and the mobile phone. My dad was the only person in the 80s with a mobile phone, and it was like the size of his head. Absolutely, like in, in Ireland as well, so people like came round people yeah. came round oh yeah to use the phone he's the only Just person to, I knew let's go look at the man with the mobile phone still to this day the only mobile number I know of I don't even know yours it was only three so <laughs> early such an early adopter three it was digits. three his number was three I want to talk about one specific uh, podcast from Adam and it's because Adam actually went to school with uh, Louis Theroux and yeah. Joe Cornish what? Yeah. who's the director of Hot Fuzz and Attack the Block um, so they've known each other since they were about 12 Yeah, and Louis Theroux episode he's been on it more than once though a few times yeah. now um, they've been on it a few times because they're like really good friends So, and I, th- I, feel, I feel like Adam's Sort of like me in terms of like, I feel like he might be the, the least socially capable of his group of friends. And I hope if Adam ever listens to this or it gets back to him, I, I mean that as a, as a general, I respect you. I'm, I'm the exact same. So he just whips out the microphone. And when you listen to someone podcasting, because it's so intimate and they're in your ears, you feel like they're your friend. Mm-hmm. So when Adam's talking to someone, it's also clearly his friend. And when that friend is Louis Farouk, who's one of the best people of all time, it's just funny, and they're really. I think because of the telly that Louis Theroux does, people don't realise how like funny he is, and like kooky and odd and like fascinating. And it's like they just do some stupid teenage boy stuff, and I love that. I love actually something that just to carry on from that that Adam says is uh, about Louis. He says it to Louis, and only someone that you're mates with you can say. Um, he said people were thrilled to see you being less callous and robotic than you normally would be. <laughs> um, because he even says he says because Louis has like um, a bit of a, a quality of aloofness or detachment sometimes yeah and he's quite tall and tall people just seem more aloof like it's just you're tall you do not seem aloof I'm pretty aloof are you? no <laughs> um, so I want to talk about this because yes I'm going to go back to was it January before last we were in Iceland on holidays with your parents for your birthday yes and I got really, I was really sick. Yes. And I couldn't, I just was, I was in bed, was feeling really bad. The song was, the song was playing. Uh, you were telling me that I couldn't sing. And I said, actually. I didn't say that you couldn't sing. Well, no, that I, no I've not got a range. And I was I saying, actually, I've got a high singing range. singing in tune was an issue. Yeah, but that, that was it. You said I couldn't sing in tune. And I said, actually, when I go up high, I've got quite good control. And you were singing along to a song that was on the radio. I can't even remember the name of it. The song. But do you want me, it goes like this, it goes. Oh, yes, sir. I can boogie, cause I need that that song. You still haven't learned the words. No, I can't remember it. But then the mad thing about that was... You didn't was, even hit the high note bit. Oh, boogie, boogie woogie, all night long. Okay. So this happened, and I yeah. was really sick. But I remember just, like, pissed myself laughing. Yeah. It made me laugh. And I didn't have really good bladder control at the moment, so that's why I pissed myself. Yeah. But um, in my, On my mum and dad's <laughs> holiday. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so this happened. This was kind of, anytime I feel sad, you sing that song to me. Yeah, I sing it to you sometimes when you're sad. I remember about a month later, I literally ran home screaming to you that... Um, so then Louis Farouk literally said to Adam Buxton, oh, I'm quite 
good in a high pitch range. And I thought, oh, I just said that to Laura like a month ago. And then he started singing that song and I genuinely, I lost it. I genuinely lost it. So as well as singing and realising that you and Louis Theroux were very similar as people, yeah. you're both tall. We're both so tall. You're both so tall and you both come across as aloof. And we both made weird sketches with our friends when we were like teenagers. Yeah. And you can sing on a high range. Yeah. What else did you like about this particular... And also how, how Adam interviews his guests. Adam's really great at interviewing people. Like I think he, um, he's got just a really disarming presence. So like he's interviewed people that he's never met before and he's interviewed people that are like his best mates and he sort of approaches it all with the same way. And I think he also sometimes, because he's so charming and disarming, he can maybe ask a question. In a very Louis through way, I guess, that is would push buttons and maybe that person doesn't want to answer, but he can come across like a sort of this like sort of embarrassing dad bumbling character. And, oh, I didn't realise that that was a massive issue that I've clearly be- researched and know. So I just like it, and it's just do you know what? Loads of Adam Buxton's podcasts are really interesting topics, but that is just two people having a r- laugh. They just drink a dodgy energy drink and then have fun. And that's sometimes what you need in this current climate. What we're going to do is maybe play you singing and then Louis Theroux singing and then match them and see. Maybe uh, we could do a vote who sang it best. We, imagine this, right? Imagine if Louis Theroux's listening to this. Of course he is. And imagine if we like perfectly harmonise and then, like, he asked me to be in a band. <laughs> that would be the ultimate dream. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is in possible. In the world of podcast. Uh, I don't really, you know, I don't have a strong voice, but I've got this weird thing where I'm quite comfortable in the falsetto uh, range. Oh, really? So that I can... Um, yeah, I like a bit of falsetto. I'm much more comfortable and I feel that my vo- I'm totally in command of my instrument. <laughs> How high do you go? Uh, not as high as I used to, but... <clears throat> I'd rather have an actual song... Um, well, what's your... Do you do falsetto when you do karaoke? Well, I do, yes. What's, I do. Um, what's your go-to karaoke? It's, um, it's Baccarat. Um, yes. yes, sir. I can boogie. Uh-huh. Do you know it? Sure. Have a go. Oh yes, sir. I can boogie. Yeah. But I need a certain song. I, I can, can boogie, boogie <laughs> woogie, all night long. Oh yes, sir. I, I can boogie. boogie. If anyone is still listening, um, that, that was, was Ian Sterling. There's something about singing in that <laughs> high pitch. You did, so, oh, yes, <laughs> that's good. Once was enough. Back when we had the ever so lovely Tan France come on Castaway, we had a first for recommendations as he chatted about his addiction to Amy Schumer's podcast, Three Girls, One Keith, and the place Tan can no longer listen to this podcast. Um, before I forget to say, uh, yeah. you ask for five of my favourite podcasts. Yeah. And I neglected to add one and I'm stick so it in. Stick frustrated. it in. We'll stick okay. it in. Okay, great. Because this is going to be my number three instead of my other number three. That's all right. Amy Schumer, I love. She has a podcast called Three Girls, One Keith. Um, Do you know what? No one's actually spoken about it. This is my fourth series now and no one's brought up Amy's one yet. Oh my so gosh. Thank you. So it's available on Spotify and that's where I listen to my music, quite honestly. So it's an yeah. easy one to add on is this podcast podcast and every time there's a new episode she's one of the few where when an episode launches i'd want to listen to it within a couple of hours 
mm-hmm. because she's so bloody funny. And it's with her, Rachel Feinstein. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I can't remember the third lady that's on it. Who She's wonderful though. We'll add and it in the notes. These four people together, they're all comedians and they talk about just world issues, but they do it from a comedy slant. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. It really is so funny. Amy is laugh out loud hilarious. I can't listen to this podcast on a plane anymore um, <laughs> because I, I have laughing fits. And then you come once, across as a crazy person. Uh, yeah. Once the stewardess came over to ask if I was okay, because it looked like I was struggling to breathe, but it was because <laughs> of something stupid Amy had said. And so I, I listened to it in the privacy of my own home, but it's really, really good. So please do check it out. I think it's hilarious. I was thinking, what if we talked about confidence? Yeah, I like down. I'm confident that I'm probably be the really good on this one. Really? Okay, <laughs> because really you know, good. at the end of each episode, we will be voting a, an LVP. So even yes. if you just weren't the least valuable <laughs> person of the episode, that would be a huge change. Um, guys, what are your goals for this episode? I'm a, I'm gonna reach the top of my game this time. Wow. This this episode, I'm gonna go way to the top, and. I don't want you guys to be intimidated at what the top looks like okay. for me. Okay, we'll try not to get threatened by your success in this episode. <laughs> Rach, what's your goal? I just want to. I just want to be alive. Ooh, Ooh cool. That's choice. a really tiny goal if you think about Feeling it. Feeling alive. <laughs> I'd like to continue to live. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it all on the floor, or as J Lo <laughs> calls it, the flow. Okay, all of it. I guess. Mine is, if not you, who? If not now, when? Wow. Let's uh, get in there and no pressure. We need this. Damn, that's there big. I want to change my goal now. Today we are <laughs> at the Spotify offices. That's exciting. I like um, this. Did you feel confident walking into the Spotify offices? Absolutely, I did. I did you? In, I didn't even show ID. I'm like, just walk. No, I Keith, we, right we, we saw you walk in and show your ID. <laughs> just, what is this, Spotify? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I walk in buildings like this, I uh, I feel like a little bit nervous. I, I feel do like too. right, like we're not really in. This is like a nice building. And it's like the tech world. Everybody's walking around with computers. They look smart. They look like they know what all their passwords are. And I'm just like walking around, like sticking to the wall. <laughs> they know what their passwords are. I feel foolish. Yeah, definitely walking in this building. It feels like an active lie. I'm like, I'm not an adult. What am I doing? In the in the refrigerator, all the labels were pointing forward. They have their shit together. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. whoa, do they think they're better than us? <laughs> this this topic is it's supposed to be about confidence. Yeah, yeah well, it guess is. What? You and just... you're showing how you're not confident. I'm confident. I, I walk in this damn uh-huh. building and I see people doing whatever they do, but I think I'm better. How about that? Whoa! You're, yeah. so you're That's where you're wrong. You're, <laughs> you're arrogant. That's where you're wrong, Keith. I stay confident. I'm, I don't know why. I don't... Nothing. No, and despite our best efforts, you still have full-blown self-esteem. Because <laughs> I mean, really... I'm a little delusional. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. For, for but sure. But that works for you. Yeah. Okay, so imagine this. You're a 20-something making it on your own in the city. You're starting to make a name for yourself as a comedian, and then, boom, your dad writes an actual porno. We've all been there. Do you try to ignore it, or do you turn it into a podcast series? Well, that's exactly what happened to Jamie Morton, host of My Dad Wrote a Porno, which the effervescent Evie Lynch recommends in her episode. Now, here, Ivana chats about what she loves about the show and why it made her top list of recommendations. Have a listen. 
imagine if your dad wrote a dirty book, do you know? Like most people would probably just be mortified by it, you know, like ignore it, pretend it never happened, never speak of it again. But not Jamie, um, Jamie Morton. Instead, he decided, this is a few years ago, because this is a long running podcast. Mm. He decided to read it to the world. And this podcast has picked up so many awards. It's my dad wrote a porno. It basically does what it says on the tin. His dad wrote a porno, got his friends involved, James Cooper, uh, my pal Az Levine, who's brilliant. And it is one of the funniest podcasts oh, so good. going out there. How long have you been listening to this one for? I probably started, I didn't start from like the star I probably listened like two years ago but I listened to them all I was obsessed it's so good it's so good it's so funny it's just like the perfect mixture of like the three of them together are so funny and engaging and smart and and I just am so charmed by the character the real life character Rocky Flintstone I think he's amazing (laughs) he's so like his devotion to his craft, even though everyone's mm-hmm. like laughing at him and like his son and friends are literally, they've made a whole podcast ridiculing his, his writing, but he mm-hmm. still it doesn't dampen his spirits at all. He loves it. He encourages it. He sees it as flattering and he just keeps trucking on. And I'm just like, what an amazing artist. And like the thing is with the writing, like it, <laughs> in some ways it's terrible, but in other <laughs> ways, like, it's so imaginative. You can't predict the next sentence or even the mm-hmm. way his turn of phrase. It's like he speaks ing- English in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like, well, is this bad? Or is it mm-hmm. genius? Has he created his own genre that is so, so entertaining? Yeah. I think he's, is it five books? I think it's five books now. Yeah. I think they're on book number five at, at this stage. And it's one of those things growing up, like you don't really want to think about your parents having sex, let alone writing about sex. And it's, you know, but you do, it's quite, I, I love how they've kind of taken this on board and they run with it. And I, I would almost be like, I'm, I think that's quite a cool thing for your father to do. Mm, yeah, exactly. And that he's so free to talk about mm-hmm. these things. And he is like educating people, even though it's like, oh, yeah. sometimes he doesn't really know what's going on with the female anatomy. I feel but, like he needs to listen to Juliet's podcast sometimes. He would mm-hmm. love it. He would definitely. He would, love it. he would gain a lot from that podcast and he'd, he'd have more ideas for stuff. Not that he's lacking for ideas, but. I can't believe there's been five books. Like, I mean, he's I not know. running out of ideas. So the title is. Belinda blinked four, semicolon, colon. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I think that might be a genuine typo. <laughs> An erotic story of sexual prowess. Sexy characters. Sexy characters. <laughs> and even bigger business deals. Even bigger than the other three. Whilst the darkness increases. <gasps> semicolon. <laughs> Keep following the sexiest oh, sales no, over. Oh god, double semicolon! <laughs> Is this the book? New line. Keep following the sexiest sales girl in business as she continues to earn her big, huge bonus. <laughs> big, huge bonus. <laughs> by being the best at removing her tight silken stockings. Further into the darkness. What does that mean? As in, like, it's after the summer solstice, so we're getting, the nights are getting darker. <laughs> yeah, clocks have gone back. <laughs> It's autumn, basically. That's all it means. It's set in the autumn. I love that he thinks as well. He's like, you do three books for the fourth. You have to start going darker. He's taking a leaf out of like the Batman series and things like that. And Fifty Shades, right? That's darker as it goes on, is it? Well, one's called Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, there you go. (laughs) So is this his dark night? Oh, do you think it's going to go really, really noir? Steels is going to be plunged into chaos. It's going to be a den of iniquity like Gotham City. I mean, it is a... 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Down a minute, could you like <laughs> yeah, I was say. <laughs> Belinda is a femme fatale. <laughs> she will stop at nothing to sell the last batch of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, right. You have to read the blurb. Go on. Yeah, okay. From Rocky Flintstone, Ooh. the self-published author. Very much self-published, Dad, <laughs> yes. Well done. He's legally obliged to say that. <laughs> All of publishing got together to demand that he put self in front of it. Seriously, still self-published after four books. <laughs> well, he is also a published author, but just not for this book. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But he found fame that way. He's going to stay true to his roots. <laughs> From Rocky Flintstone, the self-published author who put the rot in erotica. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. I think that's actually a quote from like the Guardian or something. <laughs> Meaning it's rotten to the core, like it's stagnant and and it's and it's kind of moulding. Yeah, most authors would take offence to that. He's um, reclaimed it. Very much a badge of honour, my dad. When it comes to a strong podcast duo, host chemistry is everything. And Shag Married Annoyed is a prime example of this with Rosie Ramsey and her husband, Chris. Recommended by G. Fletcher when she came on the show back in season one, Shag Married Annoyed has become a podcast lover's favourite. Take a listen to hear what G loves about the award-winning show. I want to talk about um, another podcast, mm. which is Shagged Married Annoyed. And Have you listened is- to it? I have listened <laughs> because um, my partners sometimes they talk the way we talk to each other a little bit and I, again I, I feel like you have those connections in it um, this was launched this year as well actually because mm-hmm. you actually some of the podcasts that you mentioned a lot of them are quite new yeah um, and I suppose there's always new ones coming out but this is um, this is Chris Ramsey and Rosie Ramsey mm-hmm. and you really feel like you are in their house yeah. when listening to this did you know the guys beforehand uh, so I, sadly, I, I watched, I think I was on maternity leave. Maternity leave. I think I just had a baby. <laughs> like, maternity leave is non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think I just had one of the kids and Chris was on um, Lorraine and he just, they'd just kind of spoken about Rosie just having a miscarriage. Yeah. And Rosie came on mm-hmm. and I messaged Rosie instantly. I didn't, I didn't know her at all. And I messaged her and then we just started speaking a little bit and... Out of nowhere, just Rosie is just such a funny person. Her um, Instagram is great for anyone uh, who doesn't follow her already. She literally, sometimes I'll come downstairs and Tom will be howling with laughter in his office and I'll go through and he'll just be watching Rosie. <laughs> but that's how that's how she makes, like we both have that. I mean, you know, she's just incredible uh, in terms of she's got no qualms just being herself she's mm-hmm. not presenting she's not um trying to be anything other she is just being herself and it's very comfortable in that 
And uh, and I know that they were working on coming up with podcast ideas years mm-hmm. ago or ages ago, months ago, and they decided to actually sit down and do it this year. But it's great because they they say that it's their one time to sit and actually have a chat. Because I think when you're a parent, when you've got all the work stuff, you kind of don't either your time together is maybe sitting down yeah. and watching something and you actually don't have that time to just chat. I also think it's a great idea of recording it. The amount of things that I say to my other half and then he says, No, you never said that. If I recorded it, <laughs> I'd be like, Hold on, let me just go to episode three when I clearly told you to take out the washing. Um, and the whole idea of like airing their beef with each other, yeah. you know. Watch your beef. Watch your beef, watch your beef, watch your beef, watch your beef, 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 beef. beef. Might be with you this week. What? Rosie, you know absolutely zero common phrases or sayings. <laughs> you know friggin' none. Like none. Like a bird in the hands worth two in the bush. Like you don't know what... En- so anytime I'll not... And I just see you glaze over. What was the one you did earlier on that you, you tripped yourself up about right at the beginning? I don't know. But well, you did it earlier on in the podcast with one. And now and then I'll just say things and I'll be like, oh, well, you know, like it's par for the course or whatever. And you'll be like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I'll be like, f- Right. They confuse me a little bit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just find, I know them, but I always get them wrong. Yeah. Is it pulling your arm or is it pulling your leg? Oh, yeah. You, I, I just remember what the one earlier on was. It what? was... um. Uh, your clothes will end up wearing you. But oh, it was yes. actually the things you won't end up owning you. You're f- <laughs> honestly. I just find so them irritating. So you All know right. none of them. You know none of them. Oh, sorry. I didn't realise that was a part, you know, an important part of a personality yeah. to know stupid phrases. That is why I've never done it in the beefs. That's why I've saved it there. That's why George has just got it out. It was like blood from a stone there. Do you get that one? Blood from a stone? Do you understand what that one means? I've heard that one before. <laughs> Now, we were lucky enough to have Rosie on the podcast last autumn, so if you haven't already listened, I'd definitely recommend you checking out her top podcast choices. Next up, we have self-confessed radio nerd and Radio 1 DJ Jordan North, who joined me on season four of Castaway. In this clip, you can really tell Jordan's passion for great conversation and a good owl laugh. Speaking of which, here's why Jordan is a big fan of fellow radio legend Chris Moyles and his radio show podcast. I guess as a radio presenter, you kind of look to the radio presenters that came before you and the legends, one being Chris Moyles. He is on a rival station to you, Radio X. But I want to talk about the Chris Moyles show, which is on every morning and then it's turned into a podcast. And I mean, everyone knows Chris Moyles. Tell me why you've chosen this. And again, it's a random one. In a way, it's not a podcast as we know it. It's, yeah. it's not really a conversation. It's just a clip's of his show, Best yeah. Bits from the Week. And that's pretty much how podcasts started, especially on yeah. radio. They were just all, all your bits clipped together and then you'd put it on a podcast on what was like the radio I play and then for the BBC. Look, I, I grew up listening to this man mm-hmm. and I know he can be controversial at times mm-hmm. and he's not everybody's cup of tea, mm-hmm. but I still think he's one of the best in the game and he's very unique in what he does, the fact that he doesn't play any music takes a lot of balls on the radio you know he does talk yeah. for 20 30 minutes on a on a music station and whenever i dip in and out of this and listen to it it just never fails to make me laugh james was talking earlier about the nicknames he has for supermarkets because i guess he's from cumbria and that's just what they do to no. entertain themselves we shouldn't in between judge. eating jam yeah. plenty of people do it i'm with james i call tesco Tezzers. Thank you. Oh. And the co-op I call the Coop. The Coop. <laughs> Coop. That's nice. Tezzies and Sainos. Nathan in Boston, yep. 
I work for Sainsbury's and have never heard anyone call it Sainos. Thank you, Nathan. No. Thank you, Nathan. He works there. That's because you're not from the rough part of Cumbria where James is from. No. I don't think there is a Sainsbury's there. Too rough. No. (laughs) Sainos. This is Sainos. But yeah, have you never heard? Ali says it's Tezzy's and Sainos. Thank you, Ali. Someone else says Morrison's is Moribogs. No, it's not Moribogs. Moribogs. You'll call it that now, won't you? James. That's too far. That's it. Molly Boggs. Yeah. That's no, a... I, like, I like Mozzers. Mozzers is, Mozzers yeah. and Tezzers. Andy Leeds says, we used to call the co-op the Quop. The Quop? C-W-O-P. Okay. Very creative in Leeds, we are. Yeah. Down here in Portsmouth, they call Asda, Asdas. What the hell is that about, says Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Chris in Bradford, we call Morrison's Moggies. Tea. Sarah in Leicestershire says, uh, Morrison's as Moggos. Hmm. Everyone in Middlesbrough calls Asda the Asda. It's so annoying. <laughs> Says Andy. It's so annoying. Is James being from the rough part of Cumbria? Is that like saying the poor part of Windsor? No. <laughs> no. How rude. Ian says, we call Marks and Spencer Marks Expensive. It's, that doesn't really work, does it? Yeah. Marks and Sparks, isn't it? Morrison's Moggies. Moggies. What do you call Morrison's? Mozzers. 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 So Mozzers... Tezzes. Yeah, correct. Sainos. Correct. That's it. The co-op. The co-op. And Asda. Asda. Right. Yeah. And Waitrose, you don't go in. There's too plenty cool. of people. Look how many people call it Sainos. Always Sainos. Yeah, no, more than that. Three. Five text no. messages come in. Sane Bows. Someone else. What? Sane Bows. Defo Sainos. Am I the only one? Do you know what I call Sainsbury's? Mm. Sainsbury's. Quite right. Me too. Do you know what I call the co-op? The co-op. Co-op. Yeah. Yawn. Do you know what I call Asda? <laughs> Asda. Do you know what I call Morrison's? Morrison's. I know. Square. I'm, I can't be on my own. James, are you saying that people who call it by their name are squares? Did you just say that? <laughs> squares. Did you just say that? Yeah. Right. Funny guy Jamie Lang joined me on Castaway to chat about some of the funniest moments from his own podcast, Private Parts, explaining how it's given him a chance to show his real self and his hilarious relationships with his friends. The show has had countless laughs since its release in 2017. Here's Jamie explaining one of his favourite episodes with friend Jamie Dimitru, recounting one of his most cringeworthy stories. Oh! Because I'm so open and so honest and Francis is, is open and honest and we talk so freely about different things, you kind of feel like it's a safe space. And the thing is, is that we're all human at the end of the day. We all have skeletons. We all have problems. We all have issues. We all have done things that we're proud of. We've all done things that we're not proud of. And it's actually funny and okay to share those things. It, mm-hmm. it, it kind of normalizes uh, everything. And, and I also think that... You know, we we live in this world, right, where uh, everyone everyone is so connected that we've almost become disconnected. Um, you know, they, it's so interestingly, this is a bit of a tangent, but they did this test. This is actually quite kind of saddening. They did this test 20 years ago with a group of Americans. They got a group of Americans together. Um, I think it was about 100. And they said to them, OK, how many people can you turn to in a crisis? How many people can you turn to when you, you're in need, if you, you need help? And the average answer was six. So that's families or loved ones or friends, or whoever it is. They did the same test to 100 Americans in the present day. And the average answer was zero. 
the, it showed people have become lonely and disconnected. And mm. actually people don't talk because they're either scared about what other people are going to think of them or how they're going to be portrayed or how they're going to look. And actually it's so important to be open and speak freely and, and chat to your friends and, and be honest and open. And I hopefully that's what Private Parts does is that um, it allows our guests to come on and we're so open and free and honest with everything that we talk about that they go, okay, it's okay to talk about this, so why not talk about it? And we've never had any backlash, we've never had any bad things, so I kind of think it's, I just thoroughly enjoy it, and especially when you get someone like Jamie Dimitrio on, who's a, an amazing act comedian. Um, oh, he's you know, Stats Flats, isn't it? Stats, yeah, Stats, 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 Stats Flats. I can never, I can never say, Stats Flats, I can never say it properly, it's like a tongue twister. Yeah, yeah, Stats Flats, it's Stats Flats. <laughs> um, he came on and he told the funniest story of when he was at RADA and... <laughs> You have to listen, but I can't do this because if, but he went to Radha and anyway, he basically, the guy in front of him left a really bad surprise in the loo and the person <laughs> behind him was one of the people, one of the sort of professors or the dramatists there who was judging oh. him. So he had to end up cleaning the loo. That's someone else's shit. And so people, for some reason, they open up and they become honest and it's just mm. so liberating and so funny and wonderful when they do it. And we'd put on like these huge shows every, like Christmas to me was sort of being, doing like really long, like 60 shows sometimes wow. over Christmas. And yeah. how old are you at this point? Um, between about six and 19. See, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, the, the young age doing that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I more often than not, I'd be playing like a leaf or like a hard drive or something. Just like, <laughs> hard drive. Yeah. like a floppy disk. Yeah. I mean, just so you know, I've seen a leaf in the room and a hard drive in the room. I have no creativity. That's how I reach those conclusions. Basically, I play like inanimate objects in the chorus for years. Anyway, so I did that and then I that sort of made me want to act and do stuff like that and be a show off. But then I got it in my head that I wanted to go to drama school um, and that went so badly. I left, I just, I didn't get a single recall in two years and I spent oh, no. so much money. I had no money growing up and I was, and I was like, uh, you know, it was a huge, it was like 75 pounds an audition and I hadn't, I hadn't, and I was paying for it myself. I had nothing. In fact, I think Jesus. my parents may have helped me out, but just in case they're listening. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, in fact, I have quite a good story about a drama school audition. Um, I auditioned for RADA yeah. um, two years running. I mean, no, I got nothing, not a single callback in two years. They hated got, me. You must have got one callback. No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> they hated me. We can't do a best of comedy without referencing the hilarious Dear Joan and Jerrica. The Spoof Agony and podcast hosted by comedians Julia Davis and Vicky Pemberdine. Now, I'll let radio legend and podcaster Edith Bowman explain why she finds this show so funny as it's a must listen. Roll the clip. And now I'm going to move on to the next podcast where it's uh, two people who aren't who they are, but it's Dear Joan and Jerrica, which is absolutely hilarious. It, honestly, it just has me in stitches. And the first time I listened to it, it was uh, recommended by a friend. But I just I just literally just downloaded it and start listening to it without realising that it's actually two comedians. And I was like, what? what is it? Who, who am I listening to? Tell me a little bit about Dear Joan and Jerrica, so Dear Joan and Jerrica is actually, uh, sorry to spoil the illusion for everyone, is actually Julia Davis and Vicky Pepperdine. And they have created these characters who are the most brutal <laughs> agony ants you'll ever come across. The rudest, the, I mean, they've just got no filters at all when it comes to dishing out advice. And 
I just think that I'm a massive fan of Julia. She's mm-hmm. she's incredible. And this this thing just kind of came out of nowhere in terms of, you know, they weren't kind of shouting about it. It wasn't a big kind of launch. They just put it out there. And I just think it's there's nothing else like that. They kind of go places that that you know, it's those things that you think that sometimes flash through your brain, you go, I shouldn't really think that. But they like will spend 10 minutes kind of going there on it. Mm-hmm. And they had one episode where they talked about someone's wife had died in a water ski accident or something. And just mm-hmm. the response to, response to it was unbelievable. And you're kind of like, oh, my God, you can't say that. But they do. And I'd love to speak to Julia about it, actually, in terms of if it's how much of it's scripted and how much of it is improv, you know, because she's got so much experience in terms of that that world of improvisation and the scripts that she's written and the characters that she's played over the years. I'd imagine a lot of it is 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 improvised. I was listening to it with Ian, my other half, and mm. we, we were one. I was like, how much of that is improvised? Because you can sometimes, I wonder, are they trying to make themselves laugh? Because they're reading out these questions that have come in from the public and they come up with these names sometimes. I'm like, they've just made, they're, they're trying to make each other laugh. How do they not laugh? I mean, in those situations, yeah. how do you... They're so straight though, aren't they? It's so dry. How do you not laugh? Dear Joan and Jerrica, I recently met a lady at a cuddle party and when she said she didn't want sex, I said, well done for taking care of yourself and then managed to wipe the tip of my penis around her anus. Is this okay? She didn't seem to think so. Alan Ottoman from Soho. Oh, Alan, um... Yes, it's a, it's a difficult letter, this, isn't it, Joan? Well, it is, because I think we think these cuddle parties are rather confusing. No. It's for, apparently, a non-sexual uh, way of being intimate with strangers. Mm. Uh, generally speaking, people are naked or certainly just down to their undies. Mm. And, little, um, thong, little thongs or sort of peephole bras. Yes, oh. and, and you get a lot of these guys there and a lot of these rather desperate women mm. who frankly are looking for something a little bit sexy yes of course they are uh, but are sort of pretending they're not no i mean i think this is nonsense a cuddle party is essentially a sex party um people are delusional if they go along to a cuddle party and think that that's simply what they're going to get it's just basic fact a guy gets uh, a whiff of a thong or a, a peep of a, a, a peephole boob um, and he's naturally going to want to go at whatever part of the body he's spied and his penis will be honing in, zoning in and searching around for us, you know, as happened in this instance, uh, an anus to wipe his uh, end of his penis around or indeed to push into and go in and out and in and out and have a have a jolly good old... Exactly, I mean, it's go. very much like a sort of periscope, isn't it, coming up from yeah. something? Marine. It is um, like a yes, almost like a little blind worm coming up and searching for a for a tidbit um, out of the earth, scrabbling around. Angry mole just heading its way towards whatever it can find in, a place to burrow itself into. Indeed, a sort of anteater seeking out the grubs and uh, pushing his snout in and out. And uh, of course, the anus will be covered in grubs. Yes, uh, well, especially if it's uh, somebody who's regularly attended these cuddle parties. They're renowned for passing on little grubs and uh, tiny little insects of various kinds um you know it's not a huge problem but it just means that you've just got to give a good old take an antiseptic wipe or something so Mm. that you can give yourself a good old wipe round afterwards i think they're i think they're genius i hope someone somewhere makes it into some kind of mrs martin Mm. tv show type thing 
There's, I don't know about you though, you know, you say how extreme some of the things that they talk about, but it kind of does remind me, I have my mother's generation yeah. and mother-in-law and stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's not real life, but yet there's elements of it where there is a certain generation and people in my family that I can actually connect some of these characters with. Yeah, it's like, it's like and also just the kind of, what women have fought for in terms of their, you know, their position in society. And this kind of just completely flips that on its head. You know, the the fact that it's why he turns away do's and don'ts from date. You know, it's like, you know, it's yeah. kind of, it's very, very funny. Um, it was launched just in actually 2018 and in 2019 won the British Podcast Award for Best Comedy. And um, when would you listen to this? Because I always find when you listen to podcasts, like when do you have like, okay, I'm going to listen to something that's a little bit more gritty now. I'm going to listen to a big full interview. Do you know what? I just need 20 minutes of Dear Joan and Jerrica. Do you have different kind yeah, of I do actually. places that you're in? So like Mark, I listen to... I use Mark's actually quite a lot for research because a lot of the guests that we've had on Soundtracking have appeared on there. And it's an amazingly insightful thing as well. With Dear Joan and Jerrica, we just got a dog about wherever we got him in September. And so he's only five and a half months old. So I will take him for a walk and listen to Joan and Jerrica because it's not the type of thing that I can have on in the house as the kids are running around um, <laughs> but I, I that's kind of me on my own and laughing out loud as I'm walking down lanes and across fields and stuff so good because then I can just kind of I feel like I've kind of I'm losing myself and and also it's that kind of thing of of laughing at things that kind of weirdly I think I shouldn't be but I am mm-hmm. so then no one mm-hmm. can see me laughing at those bits so no one can like, judge yeah. you no yeah, one can exactly. judge you exactly And last but not least, we have Gemma Stiles, host of Good Influence, who gave us a brilliant recommendation of a winning comedy podcast. Gemma expressed her joy when she discovered Off Menu, hosted by James Acaster and Ed Gamble. Listed as her most often listened to show, Gemma chats about why it's got her cracking up on public transport and how it's the perfect mix of funny chat and food. Here she is. This is a fun one. This is Off Menu, hosted by two comedians, Ed Gamble and James Acaster. And it's all about food. Tell me about this. This is probably my most often listened podcast. I just, it's it's so good. Mm -hmm. I was probably, again, I don't think I was particularly early to this podcast, but it was one of the first podcasts that I started listening to Mm -hmm. regularly. And I think when I found it, it was just like a light bulb moment for me with podcasts. And I was like, okay, okay, I get what people are saying now. I get why people are going to get so into this. I think I binge listened to about three or four back to back. And it was long enough ago that I was actually on the move that day and going around different places, getting on the tube, walking across places in London. And I was just that weirdo on the tube who was sat there absolutely (laughs) laughing my head off and I just didn't even care I think the combination of comedians and food is just the absolute dream for me we could just ask you about Bake Off forever and be the happiest people in the world but we need to know your menu so we should start off with uh as always still or sparkling water Sue Perkins I'm not an animal so it's going to be still I mean please it's I read this thing about, I I've never liked sparkling water, but I read this thing about sparkling water that it demineralizes your bones. Wow. Mineral water that demineralizes your bones. Apparently it leaches calcium, and I'm a massive hypochondriac, and I will take at face value 
any ne- any negative bullshit whatsoever about medicine. So if if it says it's going to do that in some strange corner of the internet, I believe it. So so what does it do? It like bubbles away at your bones and like makes them weaker and stuff. I'm going to heavily caveat everything that I say from here on in with <laughs> I'm not a medical professional. Sure. And I only scraped a biology O level. But yeah. my my scant readings at the margin, I mean, it's almost touching on QAnon. That's how marginal yeah. the internet readings been. <laughs> this is the lighter side of QAnon, though, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the sparkling the, water stuff. Yeah. Suanon. Yes, yeah, Suanon. It's something to do with fizzy drinks leaching calcium. And the process, I imagine, is a sort of, as you've suggested, a gentle nibbling. Like those fish that uh, nibble at dead skin on your feet, yeah. Exactly that. So the water gets into your bloodstream, yep. it hits the bone, <laughs> again, caveat, yep. it hits the bone, and there's just, it's not ferocious, it's not piranha-esque. <laughs> yeah. It's more of a, it's, it's a trout tickling. It's a sort of, mm. just that, or a sucking, a sucking of... Of, of calcium or like a dishwasher tablet advert where you see like the cartoon of all the bubbles getting rid of the, yes. the plates that's, nice. that's what it does to your bones the, yeah yes yeah. like like calgon it's like yes. calgony thing isn't it so it takes it all and then i imagine after a heavy night on the perrier you wake up you get up and you just crumble <laughs> <laughs> to laugh and hear about delicious food what more do you want they've got over 30 million downloads which is just insane and on hearing this news Ed Gamble says I can't believe how many people listen to this dumb shit because <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of get like obviously this so basically the premise is that they've got their guest on and they kind of talk through their dream meal but but obviously from talking about food you end up talking about other stuff but you know you've got Ed is a hilarious comedian. James is like a, a completely different kettle of fish comedian. And like sometimes I'm like, I wonder how much they rehearse for this because I don't think a lot sometimes. They're just naturally really funny. And a lot of it. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Is off the cuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they d- it definitely doesn't seem rehearsed. I think they're just really funny people. I know it because it maybe sounds like it would be quite, you know, you rattle through your courses and then you're done but it ends up like they're quite no. long episodes and you get some yeah. really good and some funny stories out of people as well when they have comedians on as the guest they're always the best episodes to me because it, you get three comedians instead of two and it just oh, oh the last it's off it's it's off the wall Thanks so much for tuning into the special episode of Castaway. Remember to tune in next Thursday for another edition covering a whole new selection of juicy podcasts. As always, we'd love you to rate, review, follow and subscribe. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>